I was dared to do that by Dario. You could blame your buddy Dario, Paul. Dario had got a, a secret romance book and said, I dare you to do this on Back to the Bins. I didn't have that particular uh, book, but after looking through a few I had, I figured it didn't matter which one I They're did. All They're all the same. The same. Yeah. <sighs> it's bad. What a, what a load of shit. <laughs> I'm already calling it worse than Apollo smile i haven't gotten to my ratings yet let's not jump the gun oh my rating is not even going to be a letter back to the bin Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> you bald-headed freak. He's <laughs> not bald-headed. He's got Whatever. that lush, lush blonde hair. It was the 70s, so you know he's not bald downstairs. Oh. oh we're, talk- we're talking full-on Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Just the fact that you have a, a uh, frame of reference scares me. He's we've talking about seen- Cosmo. We've I know what all- he's talking about. I, 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 I honestly I, say I've never seen the Burt Reynolds Cosmo picture. I've heard I've of it. Ha- I heard it exists. I have never seen it. I might have saw it once, but I guess Hero's got it on his wall or something. If you if you see it, regardless of how hairy you are, you will feel like less of a man. Chris Chris has got dried (laughs) all over it. Hey now, (laughs) maybe for Lonnie. Not anymore. (laughs) She's pretty no more. Just on principle. I don't have any principles. How you boys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, all right, surviving. You're on call for tonight, Dr. Bill. I, I'm on call all week, which hasn't been too bad so far this week. Do you think uh, Do you think you're safe, or do you want to maybe do the first book to... We we could... Um, it it doesn't matter, dude, because it's all a roll of the dice. It doesn't matter. You know, I thought I was safe doing one at 1 o'clock in the morning with... with, um, with that's when the house and St. Pete called. With Andy and Dr. Mike. Dr. Bill... Yeah, I don't think so. My fire's burning. So. I'm just thankful I don't have to work tomorrow. I can watch Daredevil all day. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on Daredevil. I'm on delayed gratification for Daredevil because I promised my kids I'd watch it with them, and I don't get them back till Sunday. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. But they'll never know. And and when they come back, they probably get back about 7 o'clock on Sunday. And yes, you, do, you can tell on Netflix if something's been watched already. You can delete it. You can. Yeah, yeah. You oh, can yeah, you can. From, from, from your list, I think. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, but even 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 when they come back, then I have to. Uh, we have to watch Game of Thrones at ten. So we're, all, we're oh, only gonna have, we're only gonna have a little bit of Daredevil viewing time before Game of Thrones comes on. Oh, I can't watch Game of Thrones. I don't have HBO now. That's yeah. a shame. If you want to come over Sunday, feel free. You know, I was trying. Try- He's going to mainline the whole thing in June. Oh, that's right. We won't be there. For, uh, do you have HBO On Demand? I do. He's going to ask for your HBO Go code. Don't no, give no, 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 no. I was thinking when we're up there, maybe we could. Uh, will Game of Thrones be done by then? When I'm up there in June? Uh, well, you, you got three episodes in April, four episodes in May. It'll be right around the end uh, of it. It'll be close. Nah, because I was thinking maybe we could like watch the season finale. But it, it won't. Well, we, unless it's on, you know, unless it's it's already been. It shown. won't be. 
now nah, because they do ten episodes, so it'll still it'll be close, but no cigar. It's not and I a, like a good cigar. Close, but no cigar. All right. So uh, hello. You seen uh, a? Ad- 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 you seen the advertisement for the new Arnold movie? Maggie. Maggie. Come Maggie. On. It's my daughter. She's a zombie or something. She's my daughter. She's not a goddamn zombie. I've only seen him in the Terminator uh, ads. I haven't seen the zombie ads yet. It looks pretty good. I told you guys. I told you about a long time ago. Yo, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a zombie movie. What? That's great. I try not to listen to you when I can help it. <sighs> Don't we all? You hurt me. You guys hurt me, man. Yes, you always look. Look, you're you're right. Please, Tim Elliott, send another letter telling them how they're mean to me. (laughs) Mom, the guys are making fun of me again. Tim, help me, Tim. You're his only hope. Tim cares, man. You're like a little little Princess Leia over there. (laughs) Just like my book. I'm gonna be just like the. You're gonna be. You're gonna show up here in New York with your hair and little side buns. I need to grow out some hair. <laughs> Bicket. I need a big strong man to come and save me like in my book tonight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think any of us are big enough to save you. <laughs> or pick carry, me up. Carry I think you, look, off like, you look like you like could take care of yourself. In, in, an officer and a gentleman at the end. <laughs> oh, jeez. Poor David Weida carried you off like that, didn't he? Yeah, he broke his back, man. <laughs> was that was that where we started with the I Got Nowhere Else to Go? I don't know. I don't know. It all blends. I don't, it all I don't think we've. I don't think we've done that in a while, have we? We haven't. We haven't. Oh, don't worry. Uh, you know, we just run some things in the ground. No, that one's worth running into the ground, though. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's our thing. You gotta have. You gotta have a signature. We, that's one of our signatures. What gets me is people don't know where it comes from. I don't know how you can't. I, because we're old. Well, I hate I'm that not, movie, and I know where it comes from. I'm I'm ten years younger than you, Bill, and I know it. Yeah, but you're but you're like. I'm awesome. You're, that's right. You're well, well. Yes, you are. But you're like me. You're like a generation out of the things you should be. Yeah, that's true. Because I grew up with my grandparents, so I watched stuff that Paul was watching. Ooh, ooh, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Can we get started? Princess Leia curls. What a what a what a weird assortment of books we got. I know. I couldn't even do a synopsis. Right. I was laughing at the jokes. <laughs> Because if you're an X-Men fan, it's amazing. I was just like, how did we come? How did we each come up with, w- w- without any forethought? Oh, yeah, we don't even need to cover the second story in mine. There's no point. Because the, the first half is where all the fun is. No, but this is this is just a strange, just all three of them strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to belch and you're making me laugh. I'm afraid I'm going to explode. Jesus. Oh God! I get, oh man! I think I like forced it down further now. <laughs> Put that in with no context, Paul. <laughs> oh f- you! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! People would think we're on drugs. <laughs> nope, we're not. Oh. 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 God, this is gonna make recording real difficult. <laughs> I was thinking, um, maybe if we uh, if we're all going between Thursday and Friday to Avengers, and I don't know if we are, but if we are, I was thinking of maybe do, getting a group together to do a quick five minute freak that you know late that Friday night, <coughs> um, maybe tack it on to the end of the Ultron episode. Hmm. Uh, hmm. 
I don't know. I hadn't decided yet if I was going to try to go because I don't know. I, I haven't bought tickets. No ticket. <laughs> I, I haven't, haven't bought, bought tickets either, but I'm not worried about getting tickets. Yeah, I'm not. I, worried I got about my tickets already, and it's at the theater where you pick your seats because they're the lounge chair thingies. Yeah, uh, and they were selling out. Shit, I had to go. The first theater I went to, they only had seats like in the first two rows, so I went to a different theater to get them. I should probably ask my friends because it's playing in IMAX, 20 minutes from my house. Well, I was thinking to go into the one right by my house, but I was going to go during Free Comic Book Day. Because I figure all the nerds are going to be at the comic book store. Yeah, none of them are going to go to the movies. <laughs> nerds. No, during on, on Saturday I was going to go because they're all going to be at the comic book store. Because I don't know. I, I think there's. I see a flaw in your plan. I, I do too. It doesn't take that long to get plan. free comics. My plan is flawless. I'm yeah, thinking, you know, even if you take your time at Free Comic Book Day, maybe you're there for. No, because usually two, three hours. Really big. Yeah, it's usually a big. Okay. They have, yeah, that's what I'm saying. During, I'm, but, but, I'm, that's, but that doesn't mean you can't do that and go to the movies in the same day. What? Yeah, I'm seeing a flaw here. I, I don't know. Like, ah, whatever. Plus, plus, keep in mind, Doctor. <laughs> not everyone who goes to see the movie is a big comic book fan. In fact, <laughs> there are a lot more people that go to the movies than there are comic book fans. But I mean, so that your store isn't going to provide the distraction that you're hoping for. I, I, I think it might. I think it's I, I, I think it's a little bit of wishful thinking, to be honest now, with you. Now, if Skadjo and Chris Hemsworth are strutting around naked in front of the theater, that will be <laughs> enough of a distraction. And you can easily slip in. Why, Why does w- your mind go to that? <laughs> what? To Skadjo naked? Well not Skadjo, but why you know Skadjo, fine. But you don't want to see you Thor's Hemsworth. He's hot. And now you you know what? Alright, <laughs> see you all next week, everybody. <laughs> Did you see him playing Thor on uh, Saturday Night Live? I did not. Oh, you didn't see that? I got to look. I that don't up. watch uh, SNL. It hasn't been. I funny. don't watch SNL either, but I can. But I catch the clips when they're on Facebook on the little yeah. side tags. Yeah. He he was playing Thor like right after they beat the Avengers, but he's he's like he, he you know he's doing like uh, what was he doing? He was doing the Running Man with. He was dressed as Thor, but he's like, yeah, all right, we won. It, it, it was good. It was funny. It sounds yeah. great. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Awesome. Super. Yeah. So, we're going to start this thing? Let's light this candle. Oh, stop trying to get Scott to like you. <laughs> hey, I've used Everybody, that and welcome to Back to the Bins. Don't cut me off. We'll cut you off whenever we damn well please. <laughs> if we don't cut I'm you off, the diabetes is going to cut off your I leg. Think gonna, I think the don't cut me off thing is going to be the very, very end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut me off. Thank you for listening to our show. <laughs> I have a right to be hard. <laughs> oh, I hate you. I know. I know. And I hate you because of this goddamn book. <laughs> you're not hating. The, you're not hating the Lobo Cop, though, huh? Uh, it, it was. Uh, we'll get there. Shh. It may not have been good. But it wasn't a Charlton Charlton romance comic. comic. Uh, uh. All right, hey everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and I am joined by the one, the only, the piss warm Mountain Dew drinking habit breaker, Doctor Bill Roberts Robinson. I almost said Robertson. Robertson. I just changed your name. That's been changed before, legally, <laughs> illegally, numerous times. Whatever it takes. How'd you Don't know? Know. Wait a minute. 
habit breaking. How do you know I broke my habit? Because you claim to have, and I was actually trusting you, but obviously that was a mistake. Oh, uh, I fell off the wagon. Uh, you fell off the wagon. No, no, I'm drinking a cold tonight. Uh, well, he's changing it up at least. Yeah, that, that makes it up there. Well, you know what? Actually, it does make it a lot better because the piss warm aspect of it really was disturbing. I drank some of that earlier. Piss? <laughs> warm Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with warm Mountain Dew. It's fine. To you. Has anybody to... tried it? No! Because we're not crazy. Some people like hot coffee. Some people like iced coffee. I like warm Mountain Dew. Warm <sighs> Diet Mountain Dew. Excuse me. Have you noticed there's not like really much of a fan base for that particular product? Good. Then it's all for me. No. My, my, my. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. My, my, my. No. They'll just chill theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Mine takes much longer to prepare. You must leave it in a car for so many hours, baking oh. in the sun. <laughs> you should have seen Scott's face when we came out of Conjure and I just grabbed the bottle right off the seat. He's like, dude, I can't believe you're drinking that. I'm like, that's the best way. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a case of it sitting up here for eternal time. Don't enable. Here's a hot can. Catch. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> All right, enough enough getting nasty and being a jerk. So, why change now? <laughs> why, why exactly? Why change now? Uh, yeah, well, I'm busy talking to you guys and watching and rooting for the Yankees to lose. So you know, it's busy. It's good to Who see we playing? have your undivided attention. They're playing baseball. They are playing the Toronto Blue Jays and losing four to nothing. Oh, good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. they in the same? Uh... They're in the same division. division as the Rays. They are. Yeah, lose Yankees. Yay. Hey, you lose Rays. Yay. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't Boston in the same division? Uh, AL East, yes. Ah, jeez. The AL East. The, uh, the least? The least. The least. A least. A least Navidad. A least. The least Navi. mommy's bra. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, what do you guys got? You got any news or something, or should we do some books? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got, I got nothing. New comic news? I got none. I'm, I'm not reading any new, anything new. I'm still I trying to catch up on old stuff. Yeah, I don't read your goddamn new comics with your four and five dollar price tags. Yeah, that's why the I'm on back. The only thing I'm reading new is Star Wars, and I think soon that's going to come to an end because it ain't worth the money. Ooh. Ooh, sorry, I said that. So little really is when it comes to comics. The money that they charge is just ridiculous for the amount of time that you spend reading it. I, yes, you are right. If I if if, if I was paying three ninety nine for a comic that you used to get back in the sixties and seventies that took you a half an hour to read, yeah, maybe I'd it'd still, be worth I'd more still my be money. Off. No, I, I would feel like I got more on my money. But you know, I, I know everybody's going. Oh God, the only thing about this. Well, I don't care. I'm 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 over it. That's the reason why I don't buy books. I haven't bought books in ten years off you know going to an LCS or off the stands. You if know, they drop I, if they drop them two bucks and they go back to like two two fifty, I'd probably stop buying again. I wait till the everything's you know everything in the back issue bins is that's under ten dollars is a dollar. That's when I pick it up. Uh, if not, I don't buy it. I was telling Scott I I uh, contacted the local store. That's mm -hmm. actually between the airport and here. 
and I uh, asked if they were doing anything special for Eternal Con because they actually have a booth at Eternal Con. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that I have friends coming from out of town that I'm going to be picking up at the airport. And I asked, is it worth stopping by perhaps on the ride back from the airport? And he said, uh, get in touch with me when it gets a little closer and uh, maybe. Oh. <laughs> so we'll see. They, they have bins there that are normally 10 bucks for $10. Uh, but perhaps they'll do better for us. Ooh. Ooh. The royal I don't know, but we will see. Do tell. Yeah, just don't, don't you know go in the basement if they say check out the books in the basement. <laughs> that's it's a trap. <laughs> then the next thing you know, you know you end up on a spit. Either that or I'm you know at the bottom of a pit. Put the lotion in the basket. Was he a great big fat person? You see, my friend, he came in looking for comics. Is he a great big fat person? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> uh, a comic book store. Oh, that's mean. That's low. That's not true. All right. So, which issue of Sleepwalker did you bring this week, Chris? Sleep, Sleepwalker. Isn't this? No, isn't this Heroes no. Sleepwalker Corner? At, not at the moment. You got to change it up. You got to. You got to keep the people guessing. You can't just give them what they want. I don't yeah, keep them guessing. I put a posting on Facebook that has pictures of every book we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, but see Heroes if they know. Sleepwalker soliloquy. Wow, I that's, said that without stuttering. That's not. That's that's amazing. Call Ripley's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, not not tonight. I. I dipped. Uh, I dipped further back into the eighties, into the sixties, man. Well, that's too far back for me. No, I only. I went back to the eighties. It is a Marvel book, and the fact that I picked a Marvel book means it's not going to be something that anybody's going to want to read, <laughs> or probably even has. Yeah, <laughs> but it's worth it. Right, well, do, do wanna... tell. Oh, do why tell. Why don't we jump right into it? We will jump right into it. I brought. And since I'm lazy and I didn't have a chance to do a synopsis because I was too busy laughing at it, let me pull it up. Okay, whoa, brought... whoa, 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 whoa. Just do the book and don't be pulling nothing up. But my pants are at my ankles. All right, everybody, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I brought ALF. Yes, that ALF, Alien Life Form, the TV show. Oh, Number... hey, Willie. Oh, sorry. Are you talking about me again? Because my pants gonna... are down? ALF, stop it. It, you can't build a lagoon in the backyard. Uh, I worked at the pizza place. One of the guys I worked with thought it was oh so funny that my name, you know, oh hey yeah, your name's Will. Oh hey Willie, yeah, real funny. Willie, real funny. it's real funny till I shoved him in that oven. Yeah. Oh man, he was delicious. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's Alf, alien life form, uh, number twenty-two from nineteen eighty-nine. Beautiful year. And uh, the writer, oh, it's a Marvel comic, by the way, I think. Yeah, we already said that. Licensed Marvel property. Uh, Michael Gallagher was the writer. Dave Manick was the penciler. Marie Severin was the Inca and the colorist. And Tom DeFalco was the editor-in-chief. And uh, the reason I picked this is because we're only going to cover the first half of it. Because it's it's an X-Men parody. So that's why I picked it. And it's Alf in X marks the spot. So uh, the issue starts with Willie walking in on Alf making a ton of noise and just smacking tennis balls around the house. And uh, Willie's not too happy about that, so we asked him to clean them all up. But seeing as how this is a humor title, uh, Alf decides to go into a flashback of when he's on Melmac. Remember Melmac? Yeah, we all remember Melmac. He uh, tells him about how he met Melmac's uh, greatest superhero team, <laughs> the X-Melman. 
it's, a, it's like a, it's like an old Jewish man who got a sex change in X Melman. <laughs> so, uh, God, I'm going to hell. Uh, so Alpha's on patrol in his little little hoopty there, and all of a sudden there's a uh, a big trail of meat meat flying through the air. And Alf follows the trail of meat to a battleship, which has an Alf-like nose on the bow of the ship, which is hilarious. And uh, he sets down on it, and there he meets Magneto, the Melmutant Master of Animal Magnetism. (laughs) And from the official handbook of the Melmarvel Universe, it says, Magneto, real name unknown, address unknown, phone number unlisted. The most powerful evil male mutant of them all. Magneto has the ability to attract raw meat. He plans world domination by holding Melmax food supply hostage. If that isn't a brilliant evil plan, I don't know what is. So, uh, Alf tries to skedaddle, but uh, Magneto sends a whole thing of raw meat to encase his little ship, and it starts to fly out of control, and it crashes down with a big splotch in front of Professor Charles Xylophone's School for Gifted Mel Mutants. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with this. Um, so we, we meet Professor Charles Xylophone, who is exactly what you'd picture a, a Mel Mackian version of Professor X to look like. He's in the little, little wheelchair, and he's got a xylophone on his lap, and he's bald. So he, uh, he wants to introduce Alf to the uncanned X-Melman. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this with a straight face. Where we meet the Michigan Wolverine, Brogue, Molossus, Psych Major, and the Hagen Dazzler. <laughs> this is so goddamn ridiculous. Uh, so... We get the lowdown on each of the X-Melmen, Psych Major, his nasal blasts are deadly, so are his endlessly morose monologues. Brogue, her thick Irish accent may charm you, but her thick Irish head may harm you. Now, do they have an island on Melmac? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. And then we have the Michigan Wolverine, a ferocious football fanatic. He can and will bore you to death with the UM gridiron seats. I assume UM is for, uh, you know, University, University of Michigan. Michigan. Or it could be Melmac. Who the hell knows? <clears throat> the Hagen Dazzler, capable of generating huge blocks of ice cream mm, and clouds of makeup. And Molossus has the ability to turn his body into semi solid sugary goo. He's slow, but a sweet guy. Mm, ha, delicious. Ha, ha. Was it? I said, mmm, delicious, sugary goo. <laughs> Ooh. He's uh, my arch nemesis, you know, diabetes and all that. <laughs> Oh, man. That's everybody's action nemesis. All right. Uh, so Professor Charles Xylophone says that, uh, you know, my ex-Melman needs to go stop Magneto. So go already, my uncanned ex-Melman. And, uh, of course, Alf tags along because Alf knows where he is. Um, so uh, they're leaving the, the school and they get in the elevator. <laughs> and uh, this is when it re- this is where I started to lose it, if I didn't already. Alf is talking to Psych Major, and Psych <laughs> Major tells him, "You can't sit. You can sit in the cockpit, Gordon. There's an empty seat next to me." Alf says thanks, and Psych Major, who has a broken hat on his shirt, which is great, goes, oh, "Where my old girlfriend used to sit." <laughs> so 
we're already getting into it. And the the other X the X element are talking about, oh geez, there he goes again. So there's a couple of puns thrown in and eventually they get to uh to the battleship where Magneto is and there's another good gag about <laughs> Psych Mage's ex girlfriend. Quiet back there, no bickering. Like we used to quarrel when my darling girlfriend, Doc Kleenex, was alive. <laughs> okay, so Brogue decides she's had enough of it, and she flies her way out the ship that they're flying in and goes to tangle with Magneto, and he wraps her up in some baby back ribs. Don't sing the song. Um, and Alf laments that uh, he's losing control of his own comic book. And uh, the, <laughs> the ship goes down. They're all in the water. Oh, this is <laughs> this is after <laughs> another great psych major gag. Uh, he's trying to get the ship to respond. He says, the hole in the hull caused the decompression, not unlike the depression I felt when Doc Kleenex died all five times. So whoever was on staff, the writer there, Michael Gallagher, clearly an X-Men fan. Um, so Magneto thinks that the X-Men are done, but eventually they get onto the, the deck of the ship. Sack <laughs> Major is dangling at the bottom as Molossus is pulling everybody up. He says, Oh, a watery grave is no less than I deserve for the tragedy I have heaped upon my loved ones. And they're just sick of it. And he says, It's an endless time of frustration, denial, self pity, and angst that could easily become a multi book crossover. There's some good fourth wall break in there. And they've had enough of it. And Molossus drops Psych Major back in the water. <laughs> Uh, oh, but the Michigan Wolverine po- pokes him and says, do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it is Wolverine, sort <laughs> of. <laughs> then uh, Hagen Dazzler decides that she's going to stop Magneto, and he she covers him with a giant chunk of Neapolitan ice cream. Or, uh, you know, what are the people that don't call it Neapolitan call it? Tri-flavor, some other goddamn name. Chuck Van Straw. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, but Magneto, since he can control food, breaks out of that. And he then covers all of the ex-Melman and Alf in big slabs of meat. And uh, he says, once again, Magneto triumphs, just like when I banished your former team member, Dark Kleenex. I'm loving that, Dark Kleenex. I think it's hilarious. And then Psych Major finally gets off the uh, out of the water and out of the boat, and he nasal blasts Magneto in the butt. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they stop Magneto. And Alf uh, takes him away. That's pretty much it. And then Willie still wants Alf to clean the tennis ball stuff, but he's not going to do that. So Alf says he'll put the groceries away, at which point he starts eating them, literally putting them away. The end. (laughs) Didn't get as much humor value out of this one as I thought I was going to. But it made me chuckle when I was nine years old and I read it for the first time. So I appreciate it. This this wasn't your first time through it? Oh, no, no. I have this book. Uh-huh. I have this book. Did yeah. you did you see the Batman joke? Which one was the Batman joke? When they when they take off, they say atomic batteries of power pa- provides yes. the speed. Yes, yes, they do. There's I I could have I mean I I didn't want to go through every gag cuz I mean it's a humor book, so it's all gags. But uh Magneto is great. <laughs> I love Magneto. <laughs> Stuck call myself that. I am Magneto. I will Whoa. eat your meat. That sounded really bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but any any time that there's a word that has E-L, they put Mel in front of it. 
Yeah. Oh, the danger room is the intimate danger room. <laughs> it's like, what the hell does that even mean? Um, I don't know. I get a, I got a couple chuckles out of it. Um, there's really not much more to say. There's another story in there that I didn't even read because who cares? It doesn't have an X Men parody in it. Um, yeah. I I think I think you benefit from having read this as a, a young kid because uh, I think I think the nostalgia factor probably helps it a little. Not that I'm not saying it's bad. Oh, it's by no means. A, but, you know, a great thing, but it's a as a no, parody. But it's, it's not meant to be high art. I mean, that's that's clear. It, it's 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 meant to be just kind of you know humorous, and it's meant to be you know to attract a very young audience. So you know, you have to take that for what it's worth, and then you you know you give it a couple extra points for the fact that it's got some jokes in there that a young reader wouldn't get that you know older readers or you know more hardcore comic book readers would find amusing. So. Yeah. You know, it, it's not bad. It's just I, I just you know clearly you're far more amused by it than I am, but I think that's having had the benefit of having read it when it was new. I would say so, and watching the show religiously. I used to watch the TV show. I never watched the co- the the cartoon that they had. I watched that too. What, that are was... the character models in this pretty close? Okay, like you know, I was wondering if it was like a. A new attempt to cartoonize Willie, or if this is the way he looked in the actual cartoon. Oh, the cartoon was all on Melmac, I believe. Oh, okay. Again, yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. Well, I was of the of the age where it was up oh, Saturday morning cartoons. Let's do this. Yeah, I, d- I did like the TV show though at the time. I thought it was pretty amusing. And then they had to ruin it by doing Project Alf, which brought back none of the family members. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, you're not missing much. I did see when he hosted the Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. My mother let me stay up for that. <laughs> uh, Paul Fusco, you mad genius. But, uh, yeah. Bill? Oh, no. I, I, was, I, was just, uh, I was just getting some chuckles from it. <laughs> I, was, I was just <laughs> drinking a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I have my piss for a Mountain Dew here. No, I used to watch the show, but I never watched the cartoon. But I always like a good parody. I like the cover when he says, uh, when he's walking out. Yes. And says, well, it. fine. I'll go for my own group. Alf a flight. <laughs> I love it. I'm always a sucker for for some bad puns. So, oh yeah, me too. I'm pretty punny that way. I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good lord. I was reading the second story too, where he's uh, with some of the uh, what is the 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 chicken the maid outfit? Just kind of hot. Chicken the maid outfit. Yeah, in the second story, the daughter is that the daughter. That's the daughter. No, not the one that's kissing on uh, the blonde. It's kissing on uh, Willie at, at, at the end. At the end? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> See? See, maybe you should have read the second story. <laughs> well, Why? The, the, the very end of that story, I don't. they have two different maids there, the daughter and the blonde. So, But, Bill, I mean... It's really like a, a you know a Saturday morning cartoon type thing. I, I don't think you should be you're supposed to be getting that turned on by it. Well, they should yeah, have put her in uh, black canary stockings in. Fishnets, my friend. You know what the best thing about fishnets is? They're easy to rip off. <laughs> I took this sweet <laughs> eight year old. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eight-year-old what? Family show here. <laughs> I said that's what I was saying. I took this sweet eight-year-old focused comic. Oh, okay. Turn... It was too much of a long pause. There was a dangling participle there. <laughs> There's nothing what dangling about my pants. In your pants. <clears throat> I'm not wearing any. Oh. 
All right, everybody. See you next week. Good night, All everybody. Right. All right, let's just rate this damn thing because there's more hilarity on the way, Bill. <laughs> Paul. uh, Paul's got some hilarity too. Oh yeah. Well, uh, was it's it's cartoony style. It does what it's supposed to do. Uh, none of the rendering is particularly excellent or poor. Uh, so the art interior and exterior. Actually, I I really do like the cover, so I'll save that for the end. But uh, the interior art, I'd give it a C. The cover, I'd give a B minus because it's. It's got a nice gag on it, and the art is actually a little crisper on the cover. Uh, the writing, for what it is, for a 16-page parody of the X-Men using ALF, I got some good nostalgic chuckles out of it. I will give it a solid B. So I guess overall, what is that, like a B plus? So, wait, 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 wait. I don't know. You give the order C, the cover a B minus, the writing a B, and in your mind that averages out to a B plus. Yeah, I work in finance, so I know my numbers are right. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's good. Okay, Bill, what do you think? I was going to say, I would give it a D and an F, and I would give it an A. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, it's new math. <laughs> it's, it's the new math. You, you just have to estimate. estimate. Common, common floor, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the interior art, for a, for a parody kids comic, it's perfectly serviceable. I'll, I'll give the interior art... Like a C plus. Um, the cover, the cover is cute, funny. I'll give it a B. And the story, you know, it's a parody comic. It's got some funny puns. It's got some hidden ones for adults. So I'll, I'll give it a B plus as well. So that would make mine uh, coming out to about a B, I guess. Sure. <laughs> right. How about I, you, Paul? Uh, see, I, I, I was gonna say. Look at it as a kids' comic. Don't look I at know, it I understand as. as but I, w- I was going to say that that it's the kind of book that, you know, it's amusing, it's fine, it serves its purpose, and then you'd read it and never think about it again. But I think Hero belies that uh, <laughs> that thought because he obviously has carried this with him for 20-some-odd years to to still still have it as a book that he remembers fondly. So maybe it's, it's got a, it, it, maybe it carries a little bit more weight than I'm giving it credit for. Um you know, overall, my, my look on it was, it, cover-wise, I thought it was just kind of an average, you know, kids' comic a- cover, and I was thinking, see. Interior art, I didn't think anything special about it. I thought kind of average again, nothing bad, nothing great. I thought kind of see. Uh, the interior story, I thought about what you'd expect, but the fact that the, they put all the X puns in it and everything kind of made it a little bit more amusing. So I thought that brought it up to like a B minus or a B. Uh, that's the way I viewed it. And it's not, you know, not looking at it from, you know, the eyes of, oh, what would a 52-year-old, you know, think of this? <laughs> just trying to rate it as, you know, just as as a comic, you know, that's and, and for what it's actually meant, the audience it's meant to grab. I, I kind of I thought of it as a book that you would, you know, you'd read it and then you'd forget it a couple of days later. Um, but maybe it's a little better than that. So overall, I'm going to just say C+. Plus. All right. They did something right on this title, though, because it ran for 50 issues and had a bunch of annuals and, and like summer specials. So people were buying it. And it was a dollar comic in 89. So yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how much of that was the popularity of the show and how much of that was the popularity of the comic. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, of course it was the show. But even still, you still have to people still have to be buying the book. Yeah, but, you know, you, you keep in mind with books like this, 
quite often the person buying it isn't the one reading it. You know, they're buying it to give to a kid, you know, with a book like this very often. That's true. Hmm. But God bless them for doing it. Mm-hmm. So this was 80, when was this? 89? 89. 89. Ah, oh, there wouldn't have been a Secret Wars 2 crossover then. <laughs> to be on during Alf. <laughs> that, would... <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, let me show you how to eat a cat. <laughs> now, do you think that was just a thinly veiled metaphor for Alf wanting to eat pussy? Uh, <laughs> could have been. Maybe some adults saw through that. Kids wouldn't have got it. True. I'm just thinking about it now as an adult, and my mind goes weird places. Yes, it does. Yeah. Not as weird as we're going to be going to in the next two books, though. I think that's, that's our signal to move on to book number two. And I have the DC, and I went not quite as far afield as Hero, but pretty far afield just the same. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Pretty far. I picked, well, at least at least the character being parodied in my story is a, or, or one of the two characters who are being mashed together for the sake of parody is a mainstream DC, I was going to say hero, but no. I picked Lobocop number one <laughs> from February of 1994. Oh, can we just say that we didn't we didn't discuss anything before about which books we were bringing. It was all just happened this way. Yeah, it must be something about the way the moon and stars have aligned. It was the blood moon. As yeah, Uranus. Stay away from the Moors, boy. <laughs> uh, Lobo Cop number one had a price tag of a dollar ninety five, and the cover and interior art is by Marvin. Excuse me, Martin Emond who I was not familiar with, and I just felt compelled to look him up. Uh, and I didn't find too much interesting stuff. He did a lot of books off off of the beaten path. Uh, but I did see that he committed suicide back in 2004, so that just made me sad. Uh, the cover copy comes right out and says that it's a friggin' parody and that Lobo Cop is the bastitch of law enforcement. The cover has a drawing of Lobo with a RoboCop helmet, but to me looks more like a uh, mashup of RoboCop and Predator than RoboCop and Lobo. Story is written by Alan Grant. The opening page immediately declares that RoboCop is the property of Orion Pictures, who did not participate in this book, but it's a parody. So apparently the DC legal team felt that they could do this without any repercussions. The story opens with a news broadcast, similar to the RoboCop movie. Uh, our reporters are Krunk, Wallite, and Chuni Kang. Uh, they're reporting about skyrocketing crime and have a statement from a drooling police chief saying that the town is beyond redemption. And so, in the town of Old Detrout, Lobo is in a bar binging for five straight days, finishing up with taking a vat of beer and downing it and then he collapses due to partying himself to death. He's not quite brain dead, so the police chief requests his brains for the project. It seems that all previous attempts at creating a RoboCop have failed because the donor brains have turned into bleeding heart liberal hippies. (laughs) Bastards. And and we have a picture there of of different attempts, one of which is a Dalek with hearts all over it. (laughs) And if you can see, it's it's also smoking a joint while it's there. 
out of its eye stock. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as they start the brain transfer, they find a radio receiver on Lobo's brain tuned into a rock station. They remove it, but the brain physically grabs it back and pulls it back in. The scene then changes to Mario's Groceries, which appears to specialize in sales of bananas. Uh, they're being attacked for protection payment, and the offenders are confronted by Lobocop, declaring that the A1 Primo Ultimate Prime Directive is to frag all crimes. After his initial attack, he punishes the more secondary crimes, like bleeding on the highway. <laughs> As the people in Mario's call out for help, Lobo shoots them for violating the low noise ordinance in the area. Then we have time for another news feature, this one focusing on Lobocop. The police chief insists that he won't turn against the innocent because they use the rock music addiction to control him. Yeah, that's gonna work. <laughs> then we cut to what we're told is a crime scene in progress. We see a strange looking dude running and tripped by Lobocop. He says he's being chased by a group of thugs. The thugs surrender, but then get shot anyway. The victim says, holy heck, he hardly hesitated and he gets shot for unnecessary alliteration. <laughs> Followed by Following this, we have a montage of silly crimes that are violently punished. The people call for Lobocop's immediate shutdown, and Lobocop blows away the gathering. Cut to the chief, who says that he's programmed Lobocop to slay every man, woman, and child in Old Detroit so that the area can be redeveloped as a parking lot. He offers his assistant, or whoever the woman he's been talking in, Dr. Talking Fox. To. Okay. He offers her a thousand parking spaces in order to sleep with him, which she does. Sold! <laughs> Next we see uh, the football team, the Detroit Slackers, and the game has been declared illegal and Robocop bombs the stadium. At this point, the mission is successful and old Detroit is dead. The concrete trucks are deployed, including pouring cement on Robocop who declares that discharging gloop in a public place is a serious offense. The chief That's says so wrong. <laughs> the chief says that his purpose is over and it's his duty to stop him. The cement keeps pouring and engulfs Lobocop, but he eventually breaks it up because he goes berserk when the concrete prevents the radio signal from letting him hear his rock music in his brain. He attacks the chief who activates a failsafe bomb in Lobocop's brain. But Lobocop keeps walking and has his brain put back into his original body, leaving him with a hangover. He kills the chief and his girl. We cut back to the newscast, which is interrupted by Lobo, who bursts in and slams the two reporters together into a bloody splat. The book ends with Lobo declaring that he's seen the future of law enforcement, and it bites. The end. <laughs> <laughs> this, is so now, this, weird. this, I would say, the humor in this book was intended for a slightly older audience than the yeah, first book that we covered. Uh, yeah, I think you could. Yeah, it's completely at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, the, but yet we uh, find hero at both of those ends. <laughs> that is true. It, it, it appeals to hero equally, <laughs> despite the age gap in in target audience. Well, you know, I I would have been I would have been older when this came out. Still, you would have been pretty young in '94. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, you high probably school, would have. Been, there we go. You, oops, you probably would have been uh, kind of riveted by the uh, by the sexual innuendo. Um, I'm uh, riveted, riveted by it now. I was just gonna say, admit it. You're yeah. riveted now. Especially, I mean, her name is Doctor Fox. 
F-U-X-X. <laughs> the problem I have is when you create a parody of a story that really kind of is a parody already. Yeah. It, it, you know, like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like the subject material is to be parodied because it already is there. But just the same, I mean, there were some clever gags in here. Uh, the story doesn't doesn't carry too much weight, even from a uh, like from a, a sarcastic point of view or anything. It's it's really just kind of dopey fun. Oh yeah, but it's I mean it's it's definitely got that 2000 AD influence in it. I mean it's just as much a parody of Judge Dredd as it is of, of RoboCop. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's how I was reading it. Um, See, Ro- RoboCop was a parody, and it was you know meant to be. Uh, you know, tongue in cheek, especially like the ads and all of that stuff. And Lobo, although I haven't read a hell of a lot of Lobo over the years, my understanding is he was a parody, like making fun of characters like Wolverine. Yep. You know, he wasn't intended to be taken seriously. So you're taking two parodies, slamming them together, and making a parody. Uh, yeah, but not originally, because he was originally they changed him from what he originally was in oh, the Omega right. Man. Yeah, um, yeah, with the purple and yellow jumpsuit. yeah he yeah, was yeah, yeah. completely different and it was later that he was that that they used that character and and made him the wolverine parody see i i i was under the impression that they they never intended him to be taken seriously even in omega men but no, I, no. I, maybe i'm wrong again well I, they, I mean they retconned that i mean that was yeah. yeah he had he had to wear that get up or something i can't remember somebody made him do it that's yeah, how they retconned like a, that it's like a purple bodysuit, if I remember correctly, or something. <laughs> it, it it almost felt to me like I was reading a colorized version of a Mad Magazine parody as as I was reading it. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, Mad, I don't think would... <clears throat> Mad wouldn't go this this extreme. Maybe National Lampoon? Yeah. Ever fancied the quickie with Arnie DeLong? <laughs> <laughs> we know you have. <laughs> I mean, overall, yeah, no, it was you know entertaining. It was a quick read, uh, and it was it was meant to be one and done right from the start. Uh, and it was Lobo in '94, so it was going to sell. Yeah, it was going to sell for that purpose alone. At that point, I guess RoboCop really wasn't much of a property. '94, I believe all three films would have been out by then, and by the time they got to the third one, it was a parody of itself anyway. Was Orion Pictures even still around by then? Yes. I know they. they yes, went- they were. So I mean, yeah. what what'd you guys think of it? I I got a kick out of it. I mean, for the amount of words that were in it, it didn't take me that long to read it. Um, but I mean, the ad is appropriately subversive. Um, it's just it's if you want to watch Lobo killing people for twenty something pages, you're gonna get it. It's not particularly funny. There are some decent gags, but I think it's just an excuse to. Just do something whack, even wackier with Lobo. I mean, not that his regular series at the time wasn't just as ridiculous. I mean, it fits it fits right in with what they were doing with him at the time. Um, but it's it, it at the end of the day, it's pretty lightweight. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't argue with any of that. I enjoyed it. I, I actually, I, I really do. I mean, some of the panels where they show the the full on Lobo cop are really nicely rendered. Oh yeah, yeah the the one where he says "frag all crims." Yeah, he's, that's he's got a, a chain gun hand on one side, and the other is just a big giant chain with like a a scythe meat hook hook hanging from it, and it's well, he always like, has that. And then and then the bodies uh, like 
some of the details on there, what he's got like a German cross on, on the center yeah. of his chest piece. He's got like an alien button. You see it there? Yep. I, just and there's like little skulls all on on the kneecaps. There, there's a lot of detail. It's really a cool picture. Yeah, it's so good that the artist had to <laughs> put his initials on. Yeah, his, he put his page. initial on that page. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite sight gig is the Dalek. <laughs> Intoxicate. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's it's off the wall. It's crazy. I enjoyed it. There's really nothing you can say about it because it is just a 26 page killing spree. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> I got a bit of a when it first started. It it made me think of um, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight with the with, with, with the newscast. Yeah, with the newscast was was what I thought of first, uh, but that nope. changed quickly. Yeah, no, no Lana Lang in this. Yeah, uh, yeah it's. I mean, it, it, oddly prescient too, because they're 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 selling those um, real life dolls, um, which you can actually now buy. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, see you next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't licensed celebrities yet, but I'm sure that's right around the corner. Any day now, hopefully, Scarjo. No, you want the Chris Helmsworth one. I'll take them both. I don't. I don't think there's oh, an L in whoa. that. By the way, Bill Helmsworth, yeah. Helmsworth, Helmsworth. Thor. <laughs> it's easier to say. <laughs> Captain Kirk's dead. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. George Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. His brother was Sam, right? Sam Kirk. And yeah, yeah. William Shatner with a mustache. <laughs> well, you know, you never saw Sam. No, he was face down, wasn't he? When they no, they rolled him the over. They rolled they him did? over. And, yeah, they rolled him over, and he had a mustache on. It was it was Shatner with a mustache with the planet and, with and, and an Irish brogue. It was it was the oh, planet with the I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was the planet with the flying ra- ra- raviolis that jumped on your back. It didn't look like ravioli. It looked like puke. Flying blobs of puke. It looked, it looked like, the, like the plastic uh, or the rubber puke, like you can yeah. buy novelty. The rubber store. dog vomit. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't remember anyway. seeing his face. Now I'm gonna have to watch that again. I'm telling you, they rolled him over just a shot. Knowledge. Yeah, I'm telling you that they. You know what? I'm fine. I'm gonna go look. Hey, I'm George Kirk. I'm like, hey, no, it's Sam Jackson Roy Kirk, creator. <laughs> yeah, I I just found a picture. Sam Kirk. There we go. They, they like dolled him up. I will save the picture and I will post it in the link. George right. Samuel Kirk. drink some di- some warm diet. <laughs> no. Warm diet do do the do do it warm. Do do man. Do 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 do. All right. Uh. So back to LoboCop. Dun 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 dun. Um, dun dun dun. <laughs> I I honestly don't think this cover is likely to really entice people to buy the book other than the fact that Lobo was very popular then. I think that's the only reason people were going to pick it up. I don't think it's particularly well done otherwise. Uh, so I'm going to say, and I, I hate to, to be mean when I read that the guy committed suicide, but uh, I'm going to say the cover gets a C. It's nothing special at all. The interior art, I thought... Looked like a uh, looked like an underground comic to me. Very much. Uh, 
but I think it's it it fit the parody nature of the story. I think it, it told the story the way they wanted to, and it was outrageous enough for that purpose. So I'm going to say B minus on the interior art, although it is not a style that I'm particularly fond of. Story was amusing, but not never a laugh out loud moment. Like I said, I think it suffered some from the being a parody of basically two parodies. Uh, so I'm going to say a C on the uh, story as well, and I'm going to give the book a C plus overall. All right. I think uh, this would be right up Chris Honeywell's alley. Oh, uh, I, yes. I think he. I think if Chris were on the show, the rating that he gave it would be higher. <laughs> With that being said, I kind of like the cover. It's. It just. You know. It. I would probably stop twice and look and go, Lobo Cop. What the heck? And then I'd put it down. <laughs> well, I'd probably open it and then I'd put it down because. But just. 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 Just going by by the cover, I would give the cover a B plus. Um, the interior art. Not what I usually like. Um, it is a little bit out there for me, but it fits the story and it's done well. So the actual interior art, I'm going to give it like a C plus. And the story, I mean, even though it's a parody, uh, I and it does kind of capture the essence of Lobo in some instances. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna bump up the story just a little bit and give it a B minus. Give it an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> new math new math I'm gonna give right, it so what's your overall overall I'm gonna give an L for Lobo bitches thank <laughs> I god guess I don't have a spreadsheet B, on this B, B plus <laughs> alright guess that leaves me uh, yeah the cover is it, it's I mean it looks like it's painted it's it's nicely rendered but it's boring at the same time uh, the cover I would give a C plus the interior art, yeah, also not really my bag. I mean, it would work as like a four-page, you know, something in National Lampoon, a Mad Magazine. Um, I, I would give that a, a AC. The story, there really isn't a story. It's it's one joke that goes on a little bit too long. Uh, C minus. So I guess you take all that together and it's, I don't know. I don't know. C? C. 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 See, all right, so that's it for tonight. Thank you all. What, for wait, 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 wait. I, I got a book. No. No, your bookless bill. No, no the no, horror. No. The no, horror. No. I got a special book because yeah, our yeah, buddy right. Dario asked me to do one of these books. And if he asked you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Please spare us. <laughs> I regret nothing. The cover of the book says, in this issue, find the word puzzle page. I found the word. It's bitch. Yeah, the other word I was thinking of, shit. <laughs> well, let's see. Is that in there? I think soap is in there. I don't think. Uh, I I was actually looking at the at the word puzzle. I found Bert, B-U-R-T. Bort? Bert, like Bert Reynolds. Oh. Yeah, see? Pong, P-O-N-G. But those aren't the words I'm supposed to be finding. <laughs> the be- those those puzzles are better when you find your own words anyway. Yeah. Wizard jump. Yeah. What? Ruaf. <laughs> Ruafaba. What? Uh, well, I, guess, I I don't have to do my book if you guys don't want. Let's, you let's, know, let's go ahead and do your stupid it. book. You, yeah. you know, you could always at uh, you know Eternal Con. You could always you know buy me a couple comics. You know, buy your own goddamn comics. You could buy me a little uh, little sweet time with Gigi Ed, whatever Gigi name. Gigi Edgley. Oh, we'll be fighting over her, dude. <laughs> I'll probably lose, but that's okay. Two freaks in her. One freak leaves. 
Alright. Uh, or or tag team. Alright. Freak has never killed Freak. <laughs> he who breaks the law goes back to the house of pain. pain. Speaking of pain, what's your book, Bill? Mine is all new Secret Romance. Uh, by Charlton Comics. And this is number 43 for anyone who has uh, this book in their collection and would like to follow along. No, please don't. He's here. My mystery date. Mystery date. Are you ready for your mystery date? Don't be late. It would be great. Open the door for your mystery date. It's mystery date. The thrilling new Milton Bradley game of romance and mystery that's just for you. And you, and you, and you. Mystery date. Will you be ready for swimming? Or a dance? When you open the door, will your mystery date be a dream? Or a dud? Fun and surprises. That's mystery date. Remember, Milton Bradley makes the best games in the world. So girls, open the door for your mystery date we have a wonderful cover of uh people in 70s uh leisure suits um a hot hot number on the front and uh like you said earlier it looks like the guy is actually trying to get some side boob action (laughs) sliding under the uh the armpit but it's it's pretty uh risque for a 70s comic and uh, this this came out in July or June June of 1979. And notice, first, notice in the upper left corner of the picture, it's Elvis and uh, and uh, Priscilla. Is it? Holy shit! It is. Just poorly rendered, but with different hair color on Priscilla because she wasn't a, she was never a blonde, right? I don't know if that's I don't know if it's really intended to be. But, that, but that's what it looks I, like. I think that. it is. We're caught in this book. Christ. Because these stories suck now, baby. <laughs> oh my God! Why can't you see what Doctor Bill's doing to me? I don't want to. All right, first page. Before we even start with the synopsis, that has to be the most scariest looking child in that woman's arms I have ever seen in my life. That looks like a miniature adult, <laughs> just shrunk down. Not even like a child. It's just scary. I, 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 page one. I'm like, oh my God. Kill it. Does she look like she should be saying, No methane! <laughs> <laughs> Who runs Bartertown? <laughs> or if either that or it's going to be, Come play with us, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, like like the little kid from, from freaking Pet Cemetery, you know. <laughs> so what's, that? What's, uh, what's the creative Damn, team on this, Bill? Uh, good question. I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody dared put their name on this Nobody piece of shit. names on it. I don't see any credits. Uh, you know, it's basically Secret Romance Volume 9. I can't believe there's nine volumes. I, know, I guess they keep renumbering it. Well, you'd want it number ones. Well, actually, no. Back then, they didn't want to do number ones because then they had to pay the fee, right? Because it was considered a new publication. Secret Romance, you're a number one. You're, you are the Duke of New York. You are a number one. So I, I had to get you to do that because I. Thought... Hey, whatever. I got nowhere else to go. Oh, that's not true. I have places to go. Let's get through this horrible, shitty ass book, please. Uh, all right. Well, in, in our first story, 
we have Mr. Dennis, who's basically a workaholic. Who wears striped shirts on top of striped ties. Or, and, or the other way around, excuse me. Yes, he wears he wears vertical striped shirts that are red striped and hooray beer. Um, <laughs> and a and a tie with semi horizontal stripes that are green. Ugh. Yeah. Man, man. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. And uh, we'll just jump 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 ahead a little bit. Basically the guy's wife died. Um, oh, what is this woman's name? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's Miss Robbins. It's Leah. It's Leah. Leah Robbins. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, she's uh, she's basically the nanny. His, died, his wife died giving his... birth to Carol. That's because that kid came out that size. Full <laughs> demon eyes. You know, daddy. Ah, head spinning. I hunger. <laughs> so the nanny goes to... The nanny Fr- Fran Drescher go- goes to leave. She's accosted by uh, Pete Hesh, trying to, grab- <laughs> trying to grab her pocketbook, and and a- a- out of nowhere uh, comes uh, Mr. Dennis whoosh, with a right right cross and uh, knocks the guy out. And uh, she gives him a little smooch on the side cheek, and then and that then, and then puts on a nighty baby. And then wow, that is a nice nighty. You can't see where her right hand is in that panel either. <laughs> But I can imagine. She's got and, she's got Steely Dan in it, ready to go. You, you lost me for a second, Steely That's Dan. That's how they got their name. Uh, <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. I won trivia with that, knowing that. So anyway, she's she had uh, she had Neil Dennis on her mind that night as she slept. And then the next day she came well, I mean the well maybe that night too. Um and it, <laughs> They don't do that. That's a myth. <laughs> the next day she came to breakfast and uh, they all decided we should just make a happy little family. Aw, the end. Next story. <laughs> Same f- thing happens. Same story, different day. <laughs> uh, different woman. This time she's a brunette instead of uh, a... a uh, and that's a very nice dress. I'd like to see it on the floor. Oh, anyway... Uh, a uh, young Gary Owens is uh, hitting up on oh him. <laughs> 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 that ascot, rocking that ascot. She, 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 she even says Gary's just another creep. The world's full of him. See, Gary Owens, he was a creep way back when. <laughs> so she uh, decides to leave the party, and um, on, on her way, she sees um, a rather good-looking police officer, and um, she thinks, oh, he probably has a wife and children waiting for him. But um, she asks him to help escort her past Pete Hesh, who was never, uh, I guess, was never picked up for stealing that purse before. Because now he's here with, I don't know, is that maybe Scott Rifen in that policeman's hat there or something? Or- <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. <laughs> Does that make the cop Gardner then? Because he's got those the- dazzling well, yeah, blue eyes. <laughs> Scott Gardner, policeman. Although you could say male prostitute, but anyway. <laughs> well, look at him. Look at the way he's standing. There. My pleasure, Miss Daniels. Look the way he's standing. He's he's got his hand on his hip and he's got his head up to his hat. And she says to the friendly doorman Walter, "Why, why, yes, Miss Daniels. He's Scott Gardner. Oh wait, Joe Ramsey, a good cop from what I hear. And he, you can see that Joe, Joe Ramsey is like looking back over his shoulder. That's right." 
I Joe Ramsey is like that's a '70s porn name right there. <laughs> can you can you take the Ram? <laughs> <laughs> so the next time, uh, what is this woman's name? I don't even know. It, does, it, it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. Anyway, she goes back to another swing-in party to where Fred from Scooby-Doo is. You see him hitting on her this time. Another ascot-wearing freak. And uh, once again, she decides to leave the party early. And uh, Pete Hesh is again in the alleyway and decides to... Oh, wait. No, wait. That's Chris Honeywell. Never mind. Sorry. I, I, I... Shut up or I'll break your face, lady. <laughs> Chris Honeywell is not that tall. That's true. He's about one pube taller than me. But it probably is Pete, Pete Hash because uh, we do find out that they decide that uh, they're they're not going to arrest this man, but they're going to take him in because he's insane. <laughs> and he, he's going to get the mental psychiatric help he needs. Yeah, shock treatments, drugs. I mean, it's the 70s. Folk. He, he's going to be just like Jack Nicholson in One Flow to Cuckoo's Nest in about three months. You know, oh. and, and a giant Indian's going to have to smother with, 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 with a pillow. pillow. And Russell, if you haven't seen that movie, God help you, man. Yeah, go watch it because it's a great movie. He, of course, I just gave away the end, so don't worry about it. There's it's a lot like more to story. it than that. <laughs> but a it's a good movie. You should see the whole Surpr- thing. Surprisingly, it has more depth than Bill's description of it. Yes, it does. Yes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, she hooks up with Joe, and uh, uh, Joe's got... Uh, We've got Joe also has a, a nephew or some goddamn thing. A nephew, Uncle Joe, and they decide to go fly planes, and she's making out with him, and they're, okay, blah, 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 blah. On to the last story. Reckless. I, I got excited because this one had a shack on the page, and I was I know, like. It's got, a shark. It, it's got, it's, yeah, but look at the shark, man. It's got like a, it's, what, it's, what, what is that? Is that a it's special Jabber shark? Jaws. Huh? <laughs> it is Jabba <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lady. Hey, that's a nice bikini you got. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> oh, I, I just have to read this. The first time I saw Cleet Andrews, I was terrified, and with good reason. I was vacationing at a luxury hotel in the Caribbean, and I was one of a group of of a group snorkeling in the crystal clear water above the tropical reef. The guide had assured us there were no sharks. But he forgot to tell the sharks that was lazily circling me. That's when, <laughs> that's when Cleet Andrews appeared. Oh, you know what? There is a credit on this page. It says Nicholas was something. Ajasco. Ajasco. Nicholas Ajasco. So somebody did put their name on this. Some so idiot. anyway, as, as Cleet kills Jabberjaw, uh, what, what, what is this woman's name? Carol, I think, uh, swims back off to the... To, to the boat to where she's literally yanked out of the water by Victor. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Big shark come to reef. <laughs> I mean, she says, when I reached the boat, Victor, our guide, yanked me out of the water so hard he hurt my arms. I mean, uh, he literally, like, she looks more like a mermaid and she leaped out of the boat into his arms. Like she's freaking Lori Lamaris or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Face. She's got, and, and, is it me or is it the coloring in this book? And this woman looks more like Lorna Dane from the X-Men oh, with this green hair. hair. Green. Her hair is green through the whole thing. Other people are blonde, but her hair is green. This story, you, this, this, this story this would be Lorna, so much better if it was Lorna Dane. This was Lorna Dane with amnesia on vacation in the Caribbean. And then she she goes to dinner with Cleet after he saved her. Who Tim, Cleet to me. Tim Conway is their waiter. 
Or is that Rich Little? Or is that Don Adams? I don't know. Maybe Don Adams. But Cleet, to me, looks like George Lazenby. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Because he's got the tuxedo, and then they're gambling. I think think Cleet's wearing a hairpiece. (laughs) I don't wear a hairpiece! He's got what? He's got herpes? What? Oh, ooh. So only only girls get herpes. Guys get his piece. And he throws some lopsided dice. (laughs) Yeah. I made these dice myself. And Richard Nixon is the one who pays them out, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see those dice. First of all, this guy's a wuss. He's winning all this dough, and she says, all right, it's time to back down. Do it as a favor to me. You never walk away from the heater. Nah. Not when, not when you're winning. Nope. Well, that's why he leaves her high and dry. <laughs> because because the next day, they uh, they say goodnight to each other. She has dreams. She has dreams of her, of Cleet killing Jabberjaw again. Poor Jabberjaw. <laughs> he looks more like Jabberjaw in that one <laughs> than the first one. Yeah. So, anyway, she comes down in the lobby the next day, and um, uh, I guess is that Steve Rogers is the bellboy? <laughs> no, it's Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm is the bellboy. Times are tough for the FF. But he's happy he, to get that nickel. Yeah, and he puts it up and bites it. Uh, so, anyway, Cleet is split town. Uh, he took the 8 a.m. He checked out early this morning. He took the 8 a.m. plane to Miami. And uh, so, basically, she thinks, well, that's it. Oh, boo-hoo, woe's me. But uh, next, she's watching um, uh, a race with Ronald Reagan. A race with Ronald Reagan and their stuffed dog or something there. I know that dog looks. It's kinda... her dad. Looks like I Ronald know. Reagan. I know. But uh, but Cleet is apparently in the race. Of course he is. Of course, because he's he man he's... He killed sharks. He's he's a good gambler. He he anyway he's in the race and he's so much of a man's man that when a when what was it when Richard Brett. <laughs> Has a wreck. Cleet stops his car, gets out, and pulls the guy from the flaming wreck. And when they pull the body from the twisted, burning wreck, <laughs> tell him large. It Mark. looked like Bill Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like this. Still scares the shit out of me. So anyway, Cleet is in the hospital, and she decides to go see him. And uh, Hello, Cleet. I had to come and see you. I've been thinking of you, Anne, and what a fool I've been. Kiss me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Do you want to see the Cleet? <laughs> <laughs> little Cleet. No, nothing little about it. Little Cleet is lonely. <laughs> what do you think was steering my car when it wrecked? <laughs> that's not the jaws of life that opened that door. <laughs> All right. All right, I, I'm just going to jump right through it, right to it. Rate it. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first? Yes, I do. I'm going to give it a D for Dario. <laughs> that's that's my overall grade. That's all I'm saying. Here's my grade. F for f- you, Bill. <laughs> I'm going to give I'm going to give the cover. I'm going to rate it. I'm uh, going to give the cover a C. I'll go, I'll agree with that. Yes, the pictures aren't that bad, and it serves its purpose. It's what it's supposed to be. The cover is pretty good. Yeah, the rendering on the cover is is decent. It goes I'm, down from there. I'm going to give Way the down. interior art a D because it's just lifeless, and I'm going to give the story an S for stupid. 
Uh, <laughs> cup is decent. Everything else inside is shit. Other than all the advertisements, which are all geared towards eight-year-old boys. <laughs> I don't know. You got Teen Beat. Okay, there's a couple of ads for pictures of Leif Garrett. Okay. I was made for dancing. Uh, 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 oh, not this, long. You know what? It's, it's the, there's the ad in here to get a high school diploma through home study. What <laughs> who really is trying to get a high school diploma is reading this crap. <laughs> yeah, they should have been reading something better. Oh, God. There's a letter page, too. Buck's bag. I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> he gave me herpes. <laughs> Dear Buck, I'm 14. Hold on, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a letter here. There's oh, okay. a boy at school who is so handsome. He went with me about three times this year. The problem is that all the girls think he's adorable, which he is, and he knows it. He seems to think he's a god. He likes me one minute and tells me to get lost the next. What should I do? Signed, troubled. Well, if you really want to keep him, here's what you do. Well, no, dear troubled, I try to forget him. As long as he's enjoying all that popularity and attention, he'll never stick to one girl. His ego knows no bounds. Unless right you now. put out. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to make you with the. And you'd only say. get your feelings hurt if you tried to stick with him. Try to get him out of your mind, at least until his popularity dies down, or you're old like me. Yours truly, Buck. <laughs> Buck Mason, Kara Chelton Comics. <laughs> oh, God. This is Buck's bag. Oh, God. Gee, Oh. This, this clearly this was... we're not the target audience on this. <laughs> Nobody's the target audience for this. I would hope that like an eight-year-old girl has more intelligence than this. Well, you'd be wrong. Ooh, <laughs> an eight-year-old girl in 1970, whatever. It's probably right up their alley. Yeah, I know it's right up their alley. It's not this book. <laughs> A Barry Manilow poster. Ooh, ooh. Bill's <laughs> ordering. I'm going back to look at the, the picture of Linda Ronstadt. Where's that at? It's on one of the poster advertisements. It's so easy to Oh, find. there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt, Fleetwood Mac, Kiss. Kiss. Boston. Boston. Yeah. And the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> Keep on dancing on the night. Sorry. I'll stop saying it now. Yeah. So now you've lived up to the challenge of Dario. You never have to read it again. Oh, no. I think we should do, you know, maybe I should do, uh, I should go through all of them. Uh, I think I already no. have. Just now. I'm sure it's more the same. Ugh. Uh, the best part of this was the ads. Space 1999 posters. Yeah. $3 for all three. In the Adventures of Grit Boy! Isn't that Scott Gordon? <laughs> Grit Boy? Grit Boy. <laughs> oh, man. Chris had a problem. Chris Honeywell. <laughs> oh, God. Grip practically sells itself. Yeah, so does crack. <laughs> a few weeks later, who's for a double burger? My treat. When you build a grit business, you build the habit of success. What is that? One in a quarter million families, families buy grit, and 30,000 boys and girls sell it. Send no money in advance. You pay only for the papers you sell. How does that even work? Grit, serving America since 1882. Williamsport, Pennsylvania, 17701. Send coupon today. 17701. That's what it says, 17701. I know. It's the Enterprise. <laughs> Send coupon today. But then you'd be putting a hole in your book. You can't do that. You wouldn't want to ruin this romance comic. <laughs> I think I could spare this comic. I don't know. I, 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 no, wait. I think I could, you know, ruin this comic for that. For the, uh, for the millions I'd make on selling grit. 
Yeah, millions. You can afford to buy everybody double burgers. Oh, you know, this this write-up about Buck Mason is even a little disturbing. Buck Mason is a specialist in teenage problems who will be writing for this publication. He has had a wide range of experience with young people. And welcomes the chance to help you with any problems you might have. Just write him a letter stating your situation clearly and briefly and enclose a small note. What? what? Whoa. (laughs) Be sure to include all important facts. Height, measurements. Names will be withheld in all cases and there cannot be any personal replies. Just the creepy pictures he will send back to you. I I googled Buck Mason. (laughs) Oh my God, what did you come up with? I I thought I was going to get some horrible, horrible stuff, but it's... Like Buck Nasty. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to even go past the first page because I'm afraid of what I'll find. I'll. I'll take the dive. Buck, Buck Mason Slim Fit Denim. Buck Mason effortless. Yeah. Oh wait, it's got an address. Buck, Buck Mason. Buck Mason. Buck Mason. Buck it's, Dennis. Dennis. it's in Buck Venice, California. Oh, it's classic menswear offering T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's a brand. Oh man. Well, with a name like Buck, it must be good. So, did you see that picture of Sam Kirk? Yeah, I did. <sighs> Yeah, I saw it. You were right, Bill. There you go. We've placated your ego for the evening. Yeah, it's too bad I'll have already ended the. I'll have ended the episode before we got to this point. No, no, no! You can't cut me off. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks podcast group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of DeManzocor of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Take a moment to stop by and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I would just start laughing. <laughs>